Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. You guys are awesome. And don't you think these guys are awesome? I mean, the Lord is also obviously the person who is uh, filling this room, but these people are full of pure hearts, and I watch them every day, and uh, that lady's been here for more than 30 years, or 30 years maybe, something like that, more than 30. I'm so, um, I'm so blessed to have them as a part of our team and even more so our family. So you guys just give them a round of applause again. You guys can be dismissed. You guys, the Lord is working. You like that song that says, um, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, we can't, we don't seem to... uh, we can't always see the Lord working or feel the Lord working, but it seems like I can always feel the enemy working. It's a little rude, I feel like, <laughs> but I know that the Lord is always working on, in, for my, on my behalf. He's already done all of it, and now I have a responsibility as well to, uh, to work the word, right? So we're, we're talking about Bible basics. We're continuing our Bible basics and today we're talking about faith, and I'm going to call it crazy faith. And I borrowed some of this from Pastor Mike Todd because um, he has been leading um, a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, called Transformation. And he's been doing an incredible job at leading in faith and in doing some huge things that you would never, you people wouldn't even imagine doing. He's got some big dreams. And that's, I think, that... We all need to be there, right? Having big dreams, big hoping for, because what is faith? The substance of things hoped for, <laughs> right? So if you stop hoping, what happens? Nothing. <laughs> There's, you lose your faith. You lose faith if you stop hoping. I said hoping, real, real country right there. <laughs> hoping. Um, so we're just going to be begin talking today um, in Hebrews 11. Let's just start with uh, a big old chunk of scripture, and then we'll just talk some. And um, I have a few things that are um, maybe a little different, but that's okay. Um, the Lord's going to work today. I believe that he, um, no matter what, we overcome We are overcomers, and um, I believe with all my heart that today and every day moving forward, we're going to overcome. The world seems uh, really much more difficult this year than it ever has. It seems much more complicated than it ever has. But I believe that this requires 
not only for us to step up and um, actually use our faith and put our faith in the Lord and not just um, thinking about faith or saying, you know, a mental assent, which like, oh, I agree, which we'll talk about in a minute, but actually putting our faith in Jesus and in the word and what's in this world, right? So I'm just going to pray. I think I think I want to start by praying because today I just have felt so much resistance. And we could attribute it to natural things, but I really feel like there's things that the enemy does not want you to know, does not want you to live out. And in our natural lives, we see so much, right? <laughs> we see so much uh, death and sickness and hate and evil and jealousy, all the things. <laughs> we see so much of it. And I think it can really, it can cause us to lose hope. It can cause us to forget our faith. And yes, I believe that if you are a follower of Jesus, that you're going to be with him when you pass. But I think that there's more. I know that there's more. There's more to this life and in this life that he's asking us to do. So I thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you are here with us today that you're opening hearts and minds to your word and what your word says. And I thank you for your word. I thank you that we are people of your word, that we are faith people, that we started as faith people, we're going to end as faith people. We're going to get to the very end. We're going to run the race that is set before us we're going to overcome. And Father, I just ask you today to just guide me, guide this service. Speak to the hearts here in here like you always do. Speak to them personally, through the sermon, by your spirit, through the word. But Lord, just let me say what you want me to say. We thank you, God. We thank you for being here in our midst. We thank you for walking with us in this partnership. We thank you for your grace. Every day, it just covers us. We thank you, Jesus. Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to talk about faith, and it might be uh, crazy faith. Faith. Uh, so when you think of crazy, what do you th normally think of? <laughs> like they're insane, insane. They're not mentally stable. They're uh, they're a little weird. Uh, you think of foolish. Some synonyms are absurd. 
ridiculous, foolish, ludicrous, laughable. <laughs> so when you think of crazy faith, what do you... I think of all the people in the Bible, or I think of Jason Cattell. There he is right there. <laughs> I think of people in the Bible. They believe God will do, and why is this exactly what crazy faith is, right? That God is going to do what he said he's going to do. <laughs> but today, in our real world, in our natural world, we we depend and we rely on our on our sight and our 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 mind, and we have to start depending on this more than we depend on that. Okay, so let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11.1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we see, we now see, did not come from anything that can be seen. So the universe was formed by faith. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was righteous and God showed his approval of his gift. And though, although Abel is long dead, he still speaks, speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken, he was known as a person who pleased God. This is important verse number six. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. It had never rained, and Noah was trying to save his family from a flood. <laughs> that sounds ludicrous. That sounds insane. But he believed what God told him, and he obeyed. And he had faith that faith in what he, God was saying would happen, and that he wouldn't turn out to be actually a, a crazy guy. Uh, <laughs> By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give to him as an inheritance. And he went, out, he went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land, God promised he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, although she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was, who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there's no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it, and they agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. 
And that is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Um, Verse 20, it was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt, and he even commanded them to take his bones with them when when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born, that they saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. And it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, and he chose to share in the oppression of God's people. Do you see there's a, there's a theme here? <laughs> it was by faith that the Israel, we're going to 29, oh, 28. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and sprinkle blood on the doorpost that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was 29. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. By, it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not only was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey. She had given a friendly welcome to the spies. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson. I don't even know that name. Jephthah, it's a hard name, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God promised them. They shut the mouth of lions, quenched the flames of fire, escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones again back from the dead. Others But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. And this ends saying, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us. And we know we just talked about grace and the covenant and the new covenant. And that was, these are all Old Testament people who had this faith. How much more faith can we have in the New Testament with the Holy Spirit as our guide speaking to us? We don't have to hear from prophets. We don't have to go to the temple to sacrifice. We don't have, we don't have to hear any of that. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And so we don't have to do any of that. It says that there, for God had something better in mind for us, so they would not reach perfection without us, without this new covenant, without Jesus coming and dying and sitting down. And now he has done that. And so we have, we have a whole, it's, all of this is open to us. I remember somebody saying, you know, when I get to heaven, I can't wait to ask um, Peter or Paul or, you know, Peter, Paul, John, all of the people, oh, how, what was it like to be with Jesus to, or, or Moses? What was it like with the Red Sea? And they're going to say, well, what was it like to live with the Holy Spirit inside of you? Can you imagine not having the Holy Spirit and having to live absolutely only by faith? I mean, right now we have, we have, a, we have 
this inside of us, in our spirit, our, we have hope, we have peace, we have joy. Not that the Lord couldn't give them that, but they were in some tough times. If, if you didn't, if you didn't, haven't read the Bible, <laughs> they were in some tough times. They were in slavery. There was plagues with Moses. They, Abraham lived in tents. He left his homeland. It wasn't all rainbows and princesses and butterflies, you know? And how much more do we, having a much more comfortable life in a lot of ways than living in deserts and tents, <laughs> how much more do we, are we, I don't, I don't know if I want to say held responsible, but we should be having faith. We should be standing on the word of God, what he says, his promises. I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I promise I'm going to, I'm going to let you out of here um, at a decent hour, maybe. <laughs> so when we talk about crazy, we're going to talk about insane. Noah seemed insane, right? He had faith that what God said was going to happen was going to happen. But how many of us know that the Lord says things are going to happen, know that the Lord has promised us things, but we don't see those things in our life. We don't see those things sometimes in our family. We don't see them um, in our finances. We don't see them in our circumstances with our job or with our relationships. Sometimes we don't, we just don't see the things that, that the Lord is promising. And so I think sometimes we lose hope we lose hope in what he has said. I mean, my mom passed away of cancer. I could very well be, I could very well say, you know, like, my mom was a woman of faith. So, I don't think that healing's really for today. I could say that. I mean, I would have a pretty valid reason. I saw my mom pass away before my eyes while standing as much as she could on the word, the word of God. But see, I'm not responsible for her, and I can't be responsible for her. I can't be responsible for what she believes and how she believes and how she lives out her life of faith. And I don't think that, I don't think the Lord is, is saying shame, shame, or he even shamed her at all. That's not what I'm saying. There's no shame in people who have passed away. They're with him. They know so much more than us right now. They're like, you guys are. And I'm sure they wish that, like, dang, what, what was I doing there? But I have to be responsible for me and what I believe. And I believe, I believe with my whole heart that this is true, that it hasn't passed away, even though I have not always seen it come to pass. It's if, if I don't see this come to pass in my life, it's not because, I'm, it's not going to be because I didn't believe. This is, this is the word of God. And it's not, we don't just read stories and they're cute Bible stories for kids. They're not cute Bible stories for kids that, oh, well, you know, Noah parted the Red Sea and there was, uh, you could see all the fish, and wow, that's great. <laughs> that's cute, and that's sweet. But that was an act of faith, and that was back then. This is now. We're still, he's still with us. He's still asking things of us. 
So why are we not hoping for, dreaming for, standing for crazy things? I think that sometimes, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Just being like, oh, well, it is what it is, you know, about some things, right? I feel like that sometimes lately with our government <laughs> and with things that are happening in our world. Like, I was like, I can't change it. That's how I, <laughs> sometimes I feel like that. Like, it is what it is. But we have got to start standing on this word for different things, for our life, for our country, for our families, for our, I mean, let's start small, our, our city. <laughs> start with yourself and work out. <laughs> I need a voice, I'm preaching to myself. So we're going to go, and, and faith, let's, let's just say faith as a definition is, is complete trust in something that you just cannot prove. Sometimes you can have faith in things that you, can prove but like is that really faith <laughs> not really so crazy faith Blake you can throw this one up there is thoughts and actions that lack reason but trusting fully in what you cannot explicitly prove I'm going to say it again thoughts and actions oh we got it thoughts and actions that lack reason but trusting fully in what you cannot explicitly prove And so how do, you, how do we go about this faith life? I, I'm telling you, I watch my mom walk through it. And she had faith, but she was, she began to lose hope. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so we have to stay with this word. We have to stay in hope. And I know I, I heard the Lord saying to me, at least I think it was the Lord, me and the Lord, we have a very um, synonymous, is that a good word? We, we, we walk together, and sometimes I hear things, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the Lord, but I don't know that that's the Lord always until maybe a little later. <laughs> but this is not a bad thing anyway. So I heard the Lord say to me, I really need to study Faith and faith for healing. You're funny. I love you. <laughs> I just, even if that's not the Lord, obviously that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> studying faith, studying healing, studying what the Lord said. None of that's bad. So if you hear the Lord, it's probably not the devil telling you to study faith for healing. Probably not the devil. So I'm just going to go to, it's probably the Lord. <laughs> um, so I just, I want to do a quick, a quick um, object lesson. So whenever we're trusting and putting our faith in the Lord, there's going to be intellectual agreement and trust, and that equals faith, okay? So you're going to intellectually agree with your mind, like, hey, the Lord says it, it has to be so, but then you actually have to trust in that. You actually have to put your faith in that. <laughs> that's, that's the hard part, right? <laughs> you can do, you can say, oh, the Lord heals. Oh, the Lord saves. Oh, the Lord provides. But until 
you give your 10% and give uh, your tithe, how will you really know? <laughs> if you don't ever have a risk, how do you ever know if it's faith, if it's trust, if it's hope, if there's never any risk? So when you follow the Lord, some of the things that he's going to ask you to do are going to seem crazy. Um, and that's kind of like what I just talked about, uh, giving 10% of your income or more and saying, oh, that's, you know, that's going to God. You're, and so many people are like, no, that's going to the church and they're doing whatever they want with it. Well, guess what? God accounts it to him. So they are going to be responsible for what they do with your money. I'm going to be responsible for what I do with your money if I mismanage it or not. But you have given to him in your heart, and so that is accounted for you and accounted to putting your trust in God, right? When you, so when you follow, some, follow God, some of the things that you, he's going to ask you to do are going to seem crazy. That seems crazy to people. People are like, I'm not giving 10% of my income to nobody. Nobody. We can't, the people can barely give 10% in a tip. Barely. <laughs> so, I mean, how crazy is this? Believing in God that you've never seen. Maybe the Holy Spirit just thought you guys needed a break a little bit. He just needed, like, let it sit. Say la. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, so you guys want to bring those chairs up? Tootie, do you want to be my, uh, my person? You want to help me out? It's my friend. Yeah, you can bring the chairs up. I'm sorry. This is, this is Tootie. Okay. You're going to high-five me right here? Like you're going to just leave me hanging? All right. Tootie and me, we've been friends since, how old was it? Thirteen? Really? That? All right. Put the put the, yeah. Put them next to each other. All right. So there's two chairs here. So faith is intellectually intellectual agreement and trust. All right. So you're going to intellectually agree with your mind, but then you have to trust, right? So we both agree, right, that these are chairs. Both they're, they're both chairs, right? Um, but which one would you choose to sit in if you had to choose one? Yeah, the bigger one, right? And why would you choose that? It's a baby chair. It might not hold you up, right? It's a little. But both of these are chairs, and they're both made for you to sit in. You, you could sit in both of them. <laughs> so which one would you choose? You still choose that one, okay? But... Both chairs are able to hold you. <laughs> you don't you don't believe? You don't believe me? It might. Intellectually, these are both like we 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 should know that these are both made to hold weight that holds more than either you or me, right? But which one would you choose if you had a choice? <laughs> The big one. <laughs> so sometimes we intellectually agree, like, yes, these are both chairs. God is good. Jesus is God. He's faithful. He's the provider. 
but we're not putting our weight on it. We're not putting our trust in it. What if I told you that this chair right here, this little one, is God's will for your life? (laughs) If you had a choice, which chair would you sit in? You, you, You hesitated, though. But what if I show you, if I sit in it, and I show you, <laughs> like she's so scared for me right now. If I show you that this is going to hold you. You didn't believe me? You didn't believe it. But because I did it, would you do it now? You want to go ahead and do it? That's right. So sometimes when we... We have to go and put our faith out there. (laughs) Someone who maybe would never have believed before would follow in our footsteps and sit and put their weight on Jesus because we did, because we did it first. We say that God is good. We say that God is our provider. We say that God can heal. He's our healer. But we don't put our weight on it. We don't put our full trust in it. And if you don't intellectually agree and put your full weight on it, then you're not actually in faith. And faith pleases God. We just read that, Hebrews 11.6. I didn't make that up. It doesn't look, this little chair doesn't look like what we want. It doesn't look steady. It doesn't look stable. It doesn't look um, like it would be okay. How's it feeling? Feels good? Okay, it feels good, she said. But if the world could see a church that would put their full weight on Jesus Christ in the promises that he promised us, we'd be unstoppable. And you know, if you if you think about it, uh, if you fall down, you're lower to the ground right there. You're not going to hurt yourself as much. <laughs> and how much energy and time did we waste standing when we could have been sitting in something that was designed to hold you up? We just stood there and talked about it for several minutes. <laughs> But you didn't believe and you didn't put your weight on it because you thought that one was, was going to be comfier and it wasn't gonna, it was, you weren't going to fall out of it. <laughs> it just seemed better, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's not about how good it looks. It's about who created it, the manufacturer. Oh, you can get up. Thanks. Thanks, dude. You're the best. Everyone give her a round of applause. She did great. So being in the will of God is closer to a safer landing. It's steadier. It's more secure. It's more stable. It's not about what it looks like. It's not about, it's about who created it. It's about having faith, using our intellectual agreement, saying, yes, these are both chairs. But trusting and putting your full weight on the word and the promises of God. You could say these are both chairs all day long, but if you never put your weight on it, it it doesn't do anything for you. It does nothing. It's worthless, absolutely. 
If you just say, oh, these are chairs. I love these chairs. They're great. But never put your weight on it. They're worthless to you. So what have you stopped hoping God and believing God for? This is just, this is our first, this is our first uh, message in this series. So I'm not going to go into much more. But what are you, what have you stopped hoping and believing God for? Or what have you never started to believe him for because you just thought it was impossible? Faith is our foundation. Blake, can you go to that one? Faith is our foundation. It is the foundation. It's not a foundation. If you don't have faith as your foundation, you're going to crumble at some point. Sometimes, or, or you'll have a cracked foundation. Anybody in this area had a cracked foundation before? It's terrible in this area. <laughs> it's not good. It compromises the integrity of your home. I'm going to give you a few scriptures, and then I'm going to have somebody come up and they're going to testify. They're going to talk about some faith stuff that they're believing God for. Matthew 21, 22. It's all throughout the Bible. He's asking us, have faith. He's telling us. He's not even asking us. He's telling us, have faith. And this one he's saying, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Of course, it's in, it has to be in the will of God. It can't just be anything. You can't pray for some drugs, okay? Um, <laughs> Mark 11, 22 and 23. And Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you have to believe it will really happen and have no doubt in your heart. You have to pull your, put your full weight on it. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe you received, it will be yours. God is so good, you guys. Hebrews 11, oh, we already did that one, sorry. Uh, Ephesians 6, 16 talks about the shield of faith that stops the fiery arrows of the devil. That's important. Don't, you don't want no fiery arrows in you, do you? I don't. I need the shield of faith. Uh, 1 Timothy 4, 12, we're all, I mean, we're talking about faith all throughout the Bible. There's faith everywhere. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young, but be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, in your purity. 1 Peter 1, 4 through 9, salvation through your faith. Oh, sorry. Actually, let's go to 6. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine and it is being tested as fires test and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole world. So there are so many things, and we're going to talk about those things in the coming weeks. Don't just think I'm going to be like, oh, there's so many things. I'm going to bring you some more scripture. <laughs> we're going to talk about it more. So if you're a little skeptical, that's okay. We love you. We're here. <laughs> we're doing this together. We're family. But we're going to talk about scripture stuff. Um, scripture after scripture after scripture. We're going to talk about having like your foundation for faith, your baby faith. We're going to talk about uh, just when things go wrong, we're going to talk about so much that has to do with faith, just like we did with uh, grace. Um, but I hope that you'll stick around, and I hope it challenges you, uh, because this is going to be such a good 
challenger. <laughs> and I know that that's hard. Sometimes it's hard. You don't want to be challenged. That's a little difficult. But it's, it's important to this season of life and in the season of the world <laughs> that we do. We live by faith, that the righteous live by faith, that the just shall live by faith. You want to come up, Miss Robin? Y'all give a round of a hand. Round of a hand. Round of applause. <laughs> give a hand of a round. Hand of a round. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good morning. I'm, uh, first of all, super excited that I'm here standing before you, getting ready to tell you what I'm going to tell you. And the second thing I want to say is that Caitlin and I did not have any conversation about what I'm going to say. So this is the Holy Spirit in action, okay? Because, like, that was a perfect sermon preached before I get up here and talk to you guys. Perfect sermon preached. Yes, amen. Um, so a little background. Um, I've been saved since 1996, and I got saved when I was 34 years old. I came out of very much a religion and not a relationship kind of mindset, and so when I got saved and I got into church, I just really fell in love with God. I mean, I was on fire when I was young in the Lord. I just was hungry, and I would just eat up and drink up everything from God. And so my faith was, was growing, and I, was, I just believed everything. Like, like Caitlin was saying, like, anything in here, I believed it. It was absolute. It was going to happen. It was true. And, and, and I, would, I would just, like, do anything, go lay hands on somebody, pray for this, pray for that. And, and I saw things happen like that all the time. And then as life goes on, you know, life happens. Like Caitlin was saying, I, I had a lot of sickness in my family. Uh, I lost my baby sister to cancer when she was 41. My mom has been in, battling cancer for 14 years. I lost two aunts to cancer, all breast cancer for the aunts and colon cancer for my uh, sister and uh, losing my sister kind of took my dad down, and I lost him. And so all of those things are hard, and then lost Pastor Marilyn. And, uh, you know, Pastor Marilyn, Pastor Howard, they're my founding pastors, so they, they were my spiritual parents. And, and to, to lose her was a, was a hard blow. <clears throat> so all of that to kind of lay some groundwork. So in July of this year, I went and had my typical female exams and had a mammogram and they called me back and said hey we need to do an ultrasound got the ultrasound done they said hey we need to do a biopsy we see something you know and my first thought is like I don't have cancer no in the name of Jesus and I'm just walking on like nothing right and then I get there and they they try to give me that diagnosis oh yeah we see this is what we see and you know you need to hurry up and go do something so they sent me to MD Anderson and at that point I'm kind of like going Okay, I'm going to go in faith, I'm going to go in faith, I'm going to go in faith, I'm going to go, go to this doctor, right? So I go to MD Anderson, and MD Anderson is like a huge organization, healthcare organization, and they're about the business of treating cancer, right? And so they have a plan. Like their plan is always boom, 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 boom. They follow a script, right? And so right now, because of COVID, you can't take anybody with you. So I had to go alone. Well, I didn't go alone. I had Jesus. But I was still scared. I'm not going to lie because I'm made of flesh, right? Fear came. And I took my sister Kim 
Raise your hand, Kim. Took my sister Kim with me, but she couldn't go with me. So I have my phone in the office, and I got Kim on the speaker. And the first nurse I talked to, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, this is this, and, and the doctor's going to tell you, but we see you need to have a mastectomy, and then we're going to do chemo, and then we're going to do this. I'm like, whoa, wait, I'm not signing up for this today. i got to slow down. But they don't like to slow down, right? They want to just push you along and think that because you're there seeking help that you're not going to say no to anything. You're just going to willy-nilly accept, right? And so when they left out the room, I'm like, Kim, Kim, you got to pray. I'm, I'm starting to kind of freak out here because I'm made of flesh, right? And so she's praying with me. We're praying in the spirit. The people come in and I say, okay, I want to think about this. I want to give this some thought. I'll let you guys know. So they gave me about three weeks. My next appointment was September 4th. And I was praying. And in the meantime, I had come back to church. I had some issues. I hadn't been in church. Had a lot of stuff with my mom last year. I'd gotten into some offense. I had let bitterness into my heart. And I was just struggling spiritually, right? I was in a dry spot. I was in that desert without a tent or a bathroom. And I was really, really... Because I think of that when you talk about them walking in the wilderness in tents. I'm like, man, I got to have a bathroom. But anyway, sorry, that's going on a trail. Um, so, so I'm like really, really, tr- okay, God, what, what? Show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me where I'm out of faith because it's never him. It's always us, right? So I needed to really figure out, for me, where I was offline and get back on track. I needed my, my, to be on the right path because I'm going to tell you all something. When it's life and death, you can't play because the enemy will accommodate you. He will tell you every lie that he can think of so that you can forget what this says. So, I hadn't done that in a long time, Pastor. <laughs> I've missed it. But anyway, um, I, I go off field again. Um, so so I'm, I'm, I'm seeking God, and, and it's getting closer and closer. And I really, really, I, I get a lot of information from God when I praise and worship. You guys... I just love praise and worship. I always have. It's just a very close time with God, and he downloads stuff to me when I'm praising. And, and I was in praise and worship one day, and, and he just said, stand. I was like, okay. That's my, that's my information from God. That's what I'm supposed to do, stand. Okay. So I begin to read Ephesians 6 where you stand against the wiles of the devil and stand, therefore, putting on the armor of God. You know. And I started to really, and then I found this little book. And this is an awesome book. When you are dealing with symptoms, this book is the book to have. It's from Gloria Copeland. It's called God's Prescription for Divine Health. And in the back, it has tons of scriptures on healing that you can build yourself up on. And they call it taking your medicine. So this is what I do every day. I take my medicine. And I was taking my medicine two or three times a day when I was going through this at the beginning. And I still take my medicine. And I'm going to continue to take my medicine because it helps me to remember that this is true, okay? So when it was getting close to time to go to the hospital, I told my sister Kim, who, oh, and I forgot this part. So when I first discovered this or, or was trying to be given this information about something that was in my body that didn't have the right to be there, I called on my four crazy friends. 
Everybody needs four crazy friends. Do y'all remember the story in the Bible about the four crazy friends who let their friend down on the little, he couldn't walk and he, he, they couldn't get to Jesus, so they climbed up on the roof and let him down? Well, I called my four crazy friends and I said, listen, I can't depend on everybody to be in the same place I'm at. Like, I need people who believe like I do. Let's get crazy about this because I don't want what the world is offering me for the solution. I want that solution. I want my divine health. I want my right. It's my covenant right, y'all. We've been talking about covenant in, this, in the grace message. And, man, just so important to get a hold of this. So my four crazy friends are praying for me. I'm praying. I'm standing. So I say, okay, Kim, this is what I get. Oh, and I had asked God right before I went. I said, God, give me a, give me a word. Praise and worship again. And he said, faithful. It's like, yes, you are. You are faithful. Okay, you're faithful. So I said, Kim, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to MD Anderson. I'm healed. And if I'm healed, I'm going to stand in faith that I'm healed. Because I know that God can heal me by my faith. How many times in the Bible did he say, go your way, be healed. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your faith, the woman with the issue of blood. I had to have my books. Um, like Caitlin, I bring a lot of stuff. So this is another, this is a Brother Hagen book. I don't know. Brother Hagen was my pastor's spiritual father, so he's my spiritual father. And I read this book very, very often. And Brother Hagen had, my cute nephews, Brother Hagen had, uh, he had visitations from Jesus. Jesus came and visited with him more than once, I think four times. Seven times. See, I was short. And in one of these visits, he said, the Lord Jesus Christ gave me a sermon during a vision in 1953. He told me to get pencil and paper and to write down one, two, three, four. Then he said, listen to this, if anyone everywhere will take these four steps or put these four principles into operation... They will always receive whatever they want from me or from God the Father. That's Jesus talking to Brother Hagin. The steps Jesus gave me are simple. They are say it, do it, receive it, and tell it. So today, I'm on tell it, okay? Yesterday, every symptom in the book, some new ones, some uh, things that had been there before and came back. Everything was coming against me. I was like, see, I, I recognize you, devil, because you're trying to keep me from opening my mouth and telling my testimony. I had sent Caitlin and Andrew a text, I don't know, Thursday, Wednesday, and said, hey, I need to testify. Can I, can I give my testimony in church? So the enemy tried to stop me. He tried to to knock me down. He tried to put all the doubt and fear and all of that in me, in me again, which he's going to do again because he doesn't want me to do this because that example right there is so important. If you hear me tell you, this is what I'm doing. I'm standing in faith, believing God for my healing, and I'm healed. My friend Eileen, one day I was telling her about it, and she said, so, because Eileen's real blunt. I don't know if y'all know that. She said, uh, if you ever talk to her, she's going to be straight up in your face. She said, so, Robin, 
what do well people do? I said, they act well. She said, yeah, and walked off. And, and it's the truth. If you act sick, you will be sick. Sick, not sick. If you act sick, you will be sick. If you act well, then you're walking in faith. You're doing the thing that you say that you're believing. I believe with all my heart that the word of God is true. I believe that I'm in a covenant relationship with my Father God through Jesus Christ and that divine health and healing is mine. I can have it today. When I talked to Pastor Howard about this, I don't know, right after I came in, he, he talked to me for, for a good bit one day at lunch, and he said, you know, the thing we need to do is the very first time you start having a symptom, say no. Just say no immediately. Well, I never had any symptoms with this. This was a surprise, right? But I did kind of intellectually agree with it when I was starting out in the journey because I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to the doctor and go back to the doctor and go back. I'm done with that. I don't need the doctor to tell me that I'm healed because I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm healed because the Word of God says so. That's what I'm standing on. That's what's the most important thing for me to do. I haven't, I haven't been able to tell my, my mother yet because my mother, she's, she's been in a cancer journey for 14 years. This is what she'll tell you. She's been at MD Anderson the whole time. They've, they've done miraculous things for her. I know God has done miraculous things. He's given her the best doctors. But that's where her faith is. And if I were to tell her this, she would be so pressuring me to go to these doctors and do what they say. She doesn't understand that standing on the word of God works. That we can stand and believe. We can have faith. We can speak the word of God over ourselves every single day and say, no, it's my right to be healthy, whole, and healed. It's my right not to have body parts cut off. I don't want my body parts cut off. I don't care what they are. I want God to be my surgeon. I want Jesus as my healer because he already is. He did it long ago. It's done. Kenneth Copeland, I've been listening to him in the mornings when I work out, and he said this, and this kind of changed me. It just kind of solidified everything. He said, healing is a fact. It's not a promise. It's a fact. Because it's already done. Yes, ma'am. It's already done. When we think of promises, sometimes we, we still have that hope attached to it. And I, we need that hope, but we also have to know this is true. This is a fact. This is already established. It's not going away. It's not going to change because Jesus did it. And then he sat down, like you said. He sat down, and it's done. And we can take that to the bank. So I hope that I am inspiring (laughs) people today. But more than anything, I'm being obedient because I'm telling my testimony of what God has already done without having total and complete evidence in the natural because I don't need the evidence. I just need to keep on going with, I believe it's done, and therefore it's done. Thank you guys for listening to me and indulging me in a little bit of some nostalgic getting up in front and preaching. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Thank you, Kate. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, give her a round of applause. She is incredible. She taught our kids, her and Miss Kim over there, taught our kids for 14 years. 
18 years. Okay, I was wrong, but 18, it's a long time. They taught our kids. Uh, Carrie was underneath them. Um, Gabby, I was underneath them for some. Yeah, the Dan- Daniel, Jaden, all of those those precious babies. Uh, the grown men, just kidding. They're not babies anymore. <laughs> Good thing they're not here. They would be blushing, you know. <laughs> I just, as I sat there, I just could, I just, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at her this way, and I just, I notice our sign here uh, is a part of a scripture. I've decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. And that's what this means for me. There's no turning back. There's no turning back on the promises of God. I'm not going to give up no matter what happens. I'm not going to give up on healing, on uh, provision, on trusting God and putting my weight on him. I might look like the crazy person. We might look like the crazy church, but we're not going to give up putting and, and let go of putting our full weight on what Jesus has promised us. Because salvation was more than just, hey, you can get into heaven. Like we talked about, salvation is so much more. If you even look up the Greek word, it's talking about uh, healing and deliverance and, and <laughs> provision. That's right. And so if you, if you believe that you are saved, if you have salvation, that you are all those things, those are already done. Like she said, it's a fact. They're not even promises. They're already done. You've got to take hold of those things. So um, I'm going to get Colin to come up and play, and um, we're going to, if you have anything that you're needing, uh, anything you're needing, uh, you know, to use your faith for, uh, healing, uh, financial difficulties, um, your family, maybe a family member who is not walking with the Lord right now, anything, God can do it. You just have to start hoping again. You can't give up. You got to hold fast. You got to stand. Be like a bulldog. Hold on. Never want to think of that analogy. Ouch. (laughs) But hold on. Hold fast and stand. In in just a couple weeks, we're going to have our Christmas service on the 20th. And we're going to do a crazy faith offering. So it's, it's our end of the year giving, but it's also going to be a crazy faith offering where you can put your faith on something so that you can see God come to, it come to pass and God work in your life because that's just one of the ways that we can put our faith in him. So I just wanted to mention that right now. If you also want to give to our outreach um, that we're doing on the 19th, you can give to the family fund on, um, on your paper on your envelope, or you can give um, electronically. Um, can I have, Miss Robin, do you want to pray with some people today? All right, Miss Robin, um, you want to pray? I don't know if we have, who we have today. Our prayer partners, where are you at? <laughs> All right, I'm just making sure we have some. Miss Robin can come up too. Um, let's just stand and worship God, and if you need anything, God is going to meet your need today. You might think I sound legitimately crazy, but that's okay. Because I believe and I trust in him and his word. And no matter what happens, he is my provider. He's my provision.
He's our provision and our provider. my greatest defense and leads me from the dry wilderness and all I did was praise all I did was worship all I did was bow down
trust you He's so worthy of our praise and our worship. He's so beautiful. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for teaching us. I thank you for... for us not getting stuck in the natural that you're just drawing us higher and higher, closer and closer to you and to your ways because your ways are higher. Your ways are higher than my ways. And I could try to reason out things all day long, but I just trust in your word and that take you at your word that you... You're what you say you are. You'll, you have done what you said you did. And you'll do what you say you'll do. So let's remember this going forward into this week. To going forward into this week, let's just remember that he, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, and let's put our weight on what he said. Find something in his word and put Put, his, put your weight on it. Trust. Trust. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just worship him just for a minute longer. Just sing your own song to him. Just tell him how beautiful he is, how wonderful he is. Thank him for all that he's done, all that he's going to do, even though you haven't seen it yet. He's got good plans for us. We thank you, God. Thank you for those good plans. We thank you that no weapon shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We just surrender to you and to your will. Thank you, Jesus.
Until my song becomes my triumph. Sing because I trust you. singing before the breakthrough, singing because we trust him, we love him, he loves us. This song becomes our triumph, an anthem. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. In a couple weeks, you're going to give that crazy faith offering, and you're going to stand and believe on something that you want God, you want to see God bring you through, pull you through, do something for you, something that's crazy out of the ordinary. Uh, me and Andrew are going to do it. We're not going to ask you to do it without doing it ourselves. <laughs> uh, and we're going to see God work in 2021. This year has been a growth year, a crazy year. But next year, we're going to vow to make next year the year of crazy faith, a crazy trust in our God and what he has for us in this season. Because we're not just, we're not just a church that's gonna stand by and watch stuff happen and ho ho uh, ho ho hide in a hole. <laughs> but we're going to get involved and we're going to be the church. And we're gonna see a harvest of souls that, that want, they need and they want Jesus. There's gonna be a new Jesus movement. Because it's all about him. We thank you, God. Well, I just have a couple announcements for you before I let you go. I'm sorry um, we're letting out a little late. Um, but if you are interested in our um, outreach on the 19th, you can sign up at the back. Miss Jamie Harvey is going to be back there. And also, if you're interested in our game night, all you have to bring is a... Uh, like a finger food or a dessert. You can also see her at the back too to get uh, more information. Yeah, dessert, yum. It's Christmas time. There's no diets at Christmas time. <laughs> there might be, but it's okay. If you are new here, we just want to say welcome home. You're a family. You don't have to believe before you belong. Um, I would love for you to text this number, 409-228. Uh, what's the number, Blake? Help me out, bro. Blake, help me out. 228-0897, that's right. And you're going to text, if you're first time, you're going to text new to that number. 409 is one of the ones I gave you. 
There you go. 228-0897. Just text new. Just simplify it a little bit. And we'll just get, that'll just help you get more connected to us. Or you can see, well, and or, you can see Mr. David at the back. And we have a beautiful, wonderful gift for you. Uh, You guys have a great and safe Sunday. And let's go love God, love people, and lead well.